Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. you wind up doing is exactly what you should be doing and i have not behaved one single day of my life not one day of my life have i behaved and i am fine i need your help i can't tell you what it is you can never ask me about it later and we're gonna hurt some people which car we gonna take us on the Nikki Maduro show live on YouTube. Thanks for everybody that's been sliding right over from Mark's show right into mine. I do want to start off the show by saying a big thank you to all of you. I love everybody that supports the show. I love the people that are hanging out in the in the comments right before the show even starts. I also have to give a, a big shout out, big shout out to Steve Moskowitz, our exclusive founding sponsor. Uh, if you have any tax needs, uh, maybe the IRS is a call in. Knock, knock, knock. They're hiring all these people. Maybe you're afraid. Give Steve a call. Triple eight tax deal or Moskowitz LLP.com. Also, since we're thinking about it and doing our exercises, remember, we're getting older people. We have to stay limber. You know what they say? Yeah, falling is the worst thing you could do as you get older. So make sure that you stretch and then work out those fingers by giving me a quick thumbs up right at the bottom, right at the bottom of our uh, screen right there as I'm fixing my hair. Uh, you can click the thumbs up just once and it helps support our show. It's easy and it's free. You don't even have to do anything. Just, just click that thumbs up once. Another easy free way to support the show is of course to share the love and ask your friends and your family to subscribe to the show. Maybe they don't listen to YouTube all the time. Maybe it's not something that's, you know, in their routine, as they say, just tell them to subscribe anyway. Tune in once in a while. I have some new shorts up. Um, it's something fun that we're doing. Um, I'm trying to get at least one up a day. So that's another way of sharing the show real quick for people. Um, you can also go to my website, the NikkiMadoroShow.com. And if you can, donate and become a monthly subscriber to our show. I have received some emails and let me address this really quickly. And I know Mark has done this on his show as well. 
Why Patreon? Why not PayPal or Venmo or something like that? Well, it's quick and easy. Uh, you could just go to the show.com, click the Patreon and do it that way. Uh, PayPal, from what I understand, takes a buttload of money uh, from it. So does Patreon, uh, but not as much. And until I figure out a way to do it where I'm not going to get in trouble with the IRS and have to call Steve Moskowitz to save my butt, um, I don't believe that you guys can just give me money like that. I think, you know, having it some way, I've started an LLC. This is my business. And so if you can donate this way, that'd be great. Another way, of course, to donate is during the show. The Super Chat is live. And we have some great people that uh, consistently, consistently support the show. And of course, the number one person who loves to support this show, and we have to call out because he started the show off just right. There you are. There's Andreas. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I love you, Andreas. Thank you. Starting us off in the live chat with 20 bucks. Uh, it's going to be a great, great show. So again, if you just click that dollar sign under the uh, live chat, uh, we can uh, get this show going and uh, and keep it going for months and hopefully years to come. All right. So what do we have coming up? We are going to get a um, in just a few moments. I'll have a rail strike update because this could be a holiday disaster. Um, honestly, it could be really bad. Also, LeBron James is calling out the media. And it's and he's raising an interesting point about what we choose to be enraged about. And he's specifically calling out what he thinks are the crickets surrounding that old 1957 photo of Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. I think it was like 14 or something in the picture. And he was outside of school that was trying to be, you know, desegregated, uh, you know, some white guys. And Jerry Jones was not doing it, but he was there trying to prevent these black students from going to school. And so LeBron James is saying, you know, why no questions about this? Why are you not asking me these questions about Jerry Jones, but could not stop asking me questions about Kyrie Irving and him, you know, making those social media posts and sharing that anti-Semitic movie? And so we'll get into that and and, and other things. Netflix uh, is just going all in on Dave Chappelle. We'll hear from Reed Hastings, who made that abundantly clear. There is an insane video, and I'm going to show you a clip later on in this show, probably this hour, of Kanye West. Yay. And now, honestly, I, I don't like to promote Alex Jones's show. It's ridiculous. But And I even hesitated kind of sharing this video of Kanye West because he's losing it. He's absolutely losing it. But it, it kind of goes with our conversation about what people get away with and why. Is it because of who they are, how rich they are? Do we just accept that that's the way that they are? So I'll show you that video later on this hour. Kind of a sensitive topic I also want to get into. Um, and it's, it's a story that's big in the Bay Area. And is a huge, it's a huge story just honestly for our whole country. And that, of course, is mental health and suicide. Uh, you guys will remember that a Stanford athlete, Katie Meyer, had committed suicide. And her parents are now filing a wrongful death suit against Stanford University. And while I understand their thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to obviously ask you guys in the chat line whether or not you think Stanford should be held responsible. We'll go over what the parents are alleging Stanford did wrong. And is it, I guess, for lack of a better word, fair to hold the university accountable for something like this? And could her death have been preventable? So we'll get into that. I'll do a little Elon Musk story. He says, we're really close to putting chips, you know, the Neuralink 
that he had put in monkeys' brains and some of them died. It was a horrific story. Would you put Elon Musk's chip in your brain? So that's coming up. Plus, uh, we're going to have another edition of Rescue DOG. Uh, that's when someone from the uh, San Francisco SPCA will be on with us to highlight some adorable dogs that are up for adoption. Uh, just to let you guys know, I still have this stupid cough. I just can't seem to shake it. So perhaps I might have to, you know, put up my really, really funny <laughs> pictures of coughs, cat, uh, cats coughing to get through it. But I'm hoping it won't be as bad as it was yesterday. Again, I feel fine. I don't feel sick. But uh, this damn cough, it's so hard to get rid of. I'm just kind of on that note. I just want to bring this up before we'll get into the rail strike. There was this really frightening article in the LA Times. Because you know, when people start coughing, what do you first think of? COVID, obviously. And we talked about this last week, about um, the protests happening in Beijing. I think it was, was it this week or last week? Uh, the protests were happening in Beijing, um, which is really unheard of calling out President Xi Jinping, and that's just not done in China. But people are done with these COVID lockdowns. Well, the LA Times was saying that the zero COVID policy in China, if they end it, it could cause a massive health disaster. Uh, because they say zero COVID has turned China into what they call a coronavirus tinderbox. So they wrote, with outbreaks suppressed, and vaccination rates lagging, the population is likely to have little natural immunity. And if the rules were relaxed too much, experts fear the country of 1.4 billion people would experience a public health emergency on a massive scale, which would threaten its capacity to care for the sick. So now they compare it to what happened in Hong Kong back in February. That's when the Omicron variant broke through their zero COVID defenses and swept through the city. Although 72% of people had been vaccinated against COVID-19, vaccine uptake among vulnerable senior citizens was much lower. They say less than 45% of people 70 and older in Hong Kong were vaccinated when that Omicron outbreak happened. Um, uh, those were people that lived in assisted living homes. That was actually lower in assisted living homes. It was 20%. And within weeks, those makeshift hospitals to care for patients had to be set up again. Wait times just to get an ambulance up to two days. They ran out of coffins. Uh, the daily death toll soared from zero because remember zero COVID policy to nearly 300. Although those numbers are kind of questionable. And, you know, what they require is daily or near, near daily testing. Single digit case counts have lockdowns, protracted lockdowns. Uh, 95 out of China's top 100 cities by economic output have implemented COVID restrictions as of November 22nd. And these lockdowns mean people struggle to get food, medicine, have dragged down the economy, obviously shutting business down, disrupting factories stifling consumer spending. And then if they ease this though too quickly, I mean, they could just be seeing a whole, a whole huge problem with likely massive death. So, you know, we constantly have debated, did we do the right thing? Were we too slow? Were we, do, were we too quick with the reopening here in the United States? China 
It's a completely different ball of wax. I mean, ask how, how many people, I asked this before, how many people have had a cold? I was just talking with some of my mom friends. Everyone's been getting sick, whether it's the flu, cough, uh, stuffy nose. And I'm wondering, is it because obviously we weren't getting sick for the past couple of years? So I have a bit of a cold. I apologize if I seem to be hacking up or if I go silent and you don't want to see me. I make that an ugly coughing face. It's absolutely terrible. Another thing that we're going to get to, and I'll share this story when, when Kim McAllister slides in. Another AITA, am I the a-hole? Um, and it's me. You tell me. And this is another story. I, it happened to me yesterday in traffic. I don't feel like I did anything wrong. But a gentleman in traffic seemed to think that I did. And so I'll share that story coming up because you tell me if I did anything wrong. I don't think so, but then I'm biased because it's me. Okay. So let's get into this rail strike. Okay. Well, first off, yeah, I just got to love when my hometown, San Jose, where I live is in the news. Cause speaking of rails, I just have to throw this story in real quickly because did you see this video? And hold on, I want to share my screen because this is absolutely insane. Did you see this? If you guys were watching the news last night, I bet you did. Did you see this video? What? Look at this guy. You see that? San Jose. So this is a Jessica no, Gomez. I don't get it. Is, is, is taping this guy <laughs> hanging on a light rail. JJ. <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious. Isn't that crazy? So apparently this guy is hanging on the back of a VTA light rail train. And Kim, I don't know if you saw this video what or not. What in the ever-loving world was that guy doing? Yeah. So this was uh, posted on Instagram. That person was riding on the back of a VTA train near the freeway. So Jessica Gomez was the woman that recorded the video. So she's on the freeway. So she knows how fast she's going. She said he's holding on with one arm and then the other is just loose, like wandering around. And the train was going 60 to 70 miles per hour. Now this was along highway 87. She believes it was on the Tamian light rail station where the person got off. So apparently they survived, but yeah, don't, don't do that. The VTA is investigating this extremely dangerous act. I mean, I don't feel like light rail is that expensive. You, you could pay for a ticket. It's, it's maybe really it not that like bad. A, maybe it was like a James Bond, you know, movie <laughs> scene. Maybe he was running from someone. They what? were chasing oh, no. him. Dun, 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 dun. I know, right? It's dun, You dun. don't do that. It's like when you hang under the train. Movies make it sound so easy, right? Like just go under the train and then hang on by that bar underneath <laughs> and you'll never get run over by the train. No. I just, mm -mm. I'm not going to risk it. I don't think that that happens, but I had to show that video because I found it to be hilarious. Did there was uh, ever any video of him hopping off or no, like, I, I mean, that was just the only video that I saw, but there was no news report of a person injured by a train. Oh, so wow. usually we would hear about that. Yeah. Uh, yes, so, we would. Um, I, I guess good luck. I mean, like I was, uh, he, he did it. This, this I don't know if you could do it. It's for the thrill of it. Nikki. That's a, a chat from Neiman. No way. Oh, huge into pants as he probably live streamed it. That's well, the world we live in now, right? Yeah, but I mean, he, he didn't seem to be recording anything. He just seemed to be holding on for dear life. So 
don't do that, people. Okay. I mean, don't do it for clicks. That's for sure. Used to hop on the, to Santa Fe Rail as they went through the center of Berkeley. How fast was it going, Mo? I mean, how fast was... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They going 60, 70 miles per hour? Yeah. Yeah, Mary Jo. That man is crazy. <laughs> was he wearing a Spider-Man <laughs> costume? No, I do not believe that he was. Let me look at the picture again. No, he's just in a normal, he's just in normal clothing. He is just wearing jeans. I can't imagine. I'm, I'm just saying, I just can't imagine doing that. All right, let's talk about the rail strike though. This could be a holiday nightmare. So the very latest is the House voted to force a contract between rail workers and carriers. And if it doesn't happen, a rail strike could happen as early as December 9th. Okay. There's about 115,000 rail workers involved. 40% of all U.S. long haul freight is carried by rail. And if a strike happens, it could cost us $2 billion a day. So of course, one of our favorite, our favorite people who knows if he's going to run for president or not, is a uh, transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. So here he is, and the, he had posted this on his Twitter. So I just pulled the sound for you, uh, talking about how important it was, it is, to avert this strike. And the most important thing here is to prevent a shutdown and the economic damage that comes with it. And uh, the president made clear uh, the assessment we have that the way uh, to get that done is to advance the tentative agreement that was reached by the parties at the at the bargaining table uh, and cement that so that the country can move forward. Uh, that has advanced. It's it's in the hands of the Senate now. And the sooner it gets to the president's desk, the 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 sooner our country doesn't have to worry about the economic fallout from a shutdown that would be among the uh, most severe transportation-related uh, economic crises uh, in, in modern history. Yeah, he is he's talking really tough, Pete Buttigieg is, the transportation secretary, about the consequences of this. But remember, this is not about money. This is about working conditions. And while the House has passed it, there have been two senators that have been mentioned, um, one of whom is Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders, talking about, you know, we need to give these workers what they want. Here's, here's some sound from Bernie Sanders. Now, as a nation, industry after industry, government after government here in Congress, our people get sick. They have the right to take time off. It's, it's humane. No one... Nobody, not the most conservative member of this institution, would say to a worker, oh, you got COVID, you're fired. It would be unthinkable. And yet, what this means, the policy in the rail industry means, is if you get sick, if your child gets sick, if your spouse gets sick, and you need to take time off of work, not only will you not get paid, you actually will get reprimanded and could get fired. And that absurd, inhumane situation is precisely what is taking place today in the rail industry. 
Yeah, so conductors and engineers say they can be on call for 14 consecutive days without a break, and they do not receive a single, like Bernie Sanders said, a single sick day, paid or unpaid. Rail carriers say that employees can take time off when they are sick by using paid vacation days. But some unions have said their members are typically asked to schedule time off months in advance. So you have to predict, you know, oh, my child is going to be sick. Oh, I'm going to have a wedding to go. I mean, these are the things that people need to look into their crystal ball and plan for. Now, this tentative deal does not include any sick days. It includes one paid personal day that still needs to be scheduled in advance. Some workers would have the ability to call out of work three times a year for doctor's appointments that would also need to be scheduled. Um, One rail maintainer in Northern Ohio who voted against the agreement told the Washington Post, the biggest thing we wanted is sick days. We get one personal day. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, And Bernie Sanders, let me play one more clip. I was talking about, you know, did we not learn anything during the pandemic? Mr. President, let me remind you and all of our colleagues that hundreds of Americans are still dying every day from COVID and tens of thousands are being hospitalized as a result of this terrible virus. What the freight rail industry is saying to its workers is this, it doesn't matter. If you have COVID, it doesn't matter if you are lying in a hospital bed because of a medical emergency. It doesn't matter if your wife has just given birth. It just doesn't matter. If you do not come into work, no matter what the reason, we have the right to punish you. We have the right to fire you. Frankly, it is hard to believe that these conditions still exist in the United States of America in the year 2022. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't agree with Bernie Sanders more. Um, you need to give people sick days. People get sick. They can't plan these things in advance. And, you know, I know that they're getting stuff. So what are they getting? So the, the tentative deal includes better pay, improved working conditions, attendance policies that penalize workers for taking time off was a sticking point. This included some increased flexibility, but workers say much of a points-based attendance policy that could penalize them for missing work for family emergencies or doctor's appointments was left in place. So basically the things that happen naturally in every other worker's lives, right? People get sick. You have a family emergency. You wake up, your kid has a 102 fever. Uh, your wife goes into uh, labor early. Um, I don't know. You're having a freaking heart attack. I mean, things happen. You can't plan all of these things. Uh, You can get penalized for that. Uh, The tentative deal also included what would have been the biggest pay increases seen in decades. Now, wages were set to jump. This is a lot. 24%. 24% by 2024. And included an immediate 14% bump, bringing the average pay to $110,000 a year. They'd also get $1,000 bonuses annually for five years and would not have to absorb higher healthcare deductibles or co-pays. So now this begs the question, can we pay you to be miserable? Can we pay you to always worry that you're going to either get fired or punished if you get sick or someone in your family has a, has a health emergency? Because that's the point. I mean, you could pay people all the money 
you want to, but if the working conditions are awful, they're not going to want to continue working there. And as something as essential as rail, again, $2 billion a day, it could cost us. You would think they'd figure something out. I'm going to play you one more clip from uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, and I want you to listen closely because he lists kind of the impacts to this country in in relation to other major events in America. And it's really absolutely frightening. Here he is. uh, He's being asked about what if the Senate filibusters this House bill. In the Senate, you have a couple of holdouts. Bernie Sanders has said, forget it. This is not fair. And he wants to stand up to it. On the opposite side of the aisle, you've got Marco Rubio saying the same thing, that he's not in favor of it. Either of them could hold this up by going to a filibuster. Do you think they will? Well, uh, like most things in the Senate, this would need 60 votes uh, in order to advance. Uh, I defer to uh, Senate leadership and others on uh, things like legislative tactics and strategy. What I do know is that time is of the essence here. Uh, Again, you'd start seeing impacts not on the 9th, the week from tomorrow, but well in advance of the 9th. And, uh, you know, with our uh, economy uh, in everything that that we've been through, uh, the headwinds that we face, uh, this is something that would be a decisive turn for the worse. Uh, if uh, I'll tell you what I what I said to uh, the the labor leaders and the companies when uh, my administration colleagues and I addressed them all at once, urging them to get a solution at the table back in September, which is if this were to happen, if a shutdown were to happen, Listen. then later on, looking back at the early part of the 21st century, uh, at transportation uh, uh, shutdowns and their economic implications, uh, you would you would say there was COVID, uh, then there was this rail shutdown, and then 9/11 in that order in terms of how severe and complex the implications for transportation were. Did you catch that? He put 9-11 and what it did to transportation after what would happen if this rail shutdown, rail strike actually occurs. Think about that. Think about how much uh, movement slowed to uh, nothing after 9-11, right? Obviously, COVID was the top. But then this shutdown it would be second behind COVID and before 9-11. So somebody had had made a really good point. Chris B. begs the question, why do they want to pay employees 24% more rather than provide sick leave? Um, I don't have the answer to that. But I mean, off the top of my head, I could think, one, they don't have enough workers. Well, nobody wants to work like this. That's what I would imagine. I would imagine that they don't have enough workers to fill in for when these people are sick. That's something that you have to balance. Well, don't you think it's dangerous, too, when you have people on call for sometimes, as you mentioned, 14 days in a row? And then because they don't get sick pay, they feel like they have to work sick. So now they're working Mm -hmm. long hours, multiple days in a row. So they're on day 14. They're sick as a dog. And there they are running the train. Exactly. And, you know, (laughs) I know it's freight, right? And so it might not be a a kind of a passenger first type of job, but still it's, it's working with other people. Exactly. Mo direct the railroad is structured to carry freight primarily, not people. Passengers are not a priority. That's true, but their workers need to be. It's very dangerous for people to work like this. And so I hope they figure it out. I mean, Bernie, Senator Bernie Sanders, Senator Marco Rubio, um, they need to give these people true paid sick leave, not vacation time, not one per one personal day out of the whole year. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's an insult 
it's an insult to people. And so we're going to have to, you know, we're going to closely monitor this. Obviously, uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg was saying the earliest the strike could happen is the 9th. So it's a little more than a week from now. But we'll feel the effects earlier. Remember when we thought it was going to happen before? Uh, there was already lines being, you know, there's not going to be any service. They were canceling service ahead of time. And then remember they had to slowly bring it back once that tentative deal was reached. So hopefully we can avoid this from happening because if you want to know who Santa Claus really is, it's, it's, it's freight. It's, it's people bringing the goods and all of that stuff through rail and air and truck. And if one of those is shut down, it is going to have a ripple effect throughout the holiday season. And so um, we'll continue to monitor it. We'll talk about it on the show. But I think as a country and with a president who calls himself so pro-union, they better work something out. Because what do unions give us? Better working conditions, not just higher salaries, because that's what's going to be most important. Um, Okay, I have... A uh, funny traffic story that I was waiting, Kim, for you to to slide in that I wanted to share that happened to me yesterday since we're talking about, you know, moving around and everything like that. Oh. And I want you to tell me whether I was right or whether I was wrong. <laughs> well, you already know we're different kinds of drivers, but go ahead. Bring it on. I love that you started that you kind of said that because, OK, let me just preface this by saying I am not a perfect driver. I never claim to be. I don't think anybody is a perfect driver. Okay. I am, I drive with purpose. I wouldn't call myself an aggressive driver. I would say that I am a driver that wants to go where they they need to go, right? Like, let's go. Let's just go the speed limit. I'm not saying ride people's asses. I'm not saying, you know, cutting people off, but I am saying is if you're, if you're a road boulder, right, you're going significantly slower than the rest of traffic. <laughs> I am going boulder. to try to get around <laughs> you. Okay. <sighs> so I was in traffic yesterday and I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm trying to pick up my daughter from tutoring. I'm a little behind, but I'm not late. I mean, it's not like she's just going to start crying or something. Okay. Um, but I was about five minutes away from where I wanted to go. And the road that I'm on is down. It's a two lanes in each direction type of road. And one of the lanes is shut down because they're paving it. Okay. And so I I understand the traffic is slower, but then it starts to open up because it ended. And I'm behind this, what I learned was a gentleman guy in a black BMW SUV. Oh, it'd be so BMW funny if he was drivers are the worst. Okay. I, so I always, I was going to, when I was thinking about telling this story, I was like, I really hope he doesn't listen to the show because <laughs> whatever. Okay. So I'm behind this black BMW and I was like, all right. So he was, he was kind of, he, the way I would describe him driving was he was in no hurry to kind of fill in the gap between him and the car in front of him, like leaving mm-hmm. a lot of space. You could tell. Okay. Right. That's safety. And I'm, which, but more than safety, like, like go just, and we weren't going the speed limit. I'm going to mention this over and over again. I never throughout this whole entire story went the speed limit. Okay. So I know I'm running out of time. We have to do your news, but anyways, I'm going to get to the story. So we're driving and I want to get around him and there's an opening because the construction ended. And so I go into the right lane and all of a sudden I hit the road boulder. Okay. Someone that's going like half the speed limit. And I'm like, shoot. Mm. And I, there was no me getting in front of the BMW. I didn't try. Right. I just slowed down. I'm like, Jesus, go the speed limit. Right. And I get back behind the BMW. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We go up a couple lights and I'm still there. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't honk my horn. Right. I didn't do anything. I just, I sat there. I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to like some rock music. I have Nugget in the backseat along with my son. Okay. And all of a sudden I start coughing. Okay, so now picture this. I'm in, I'm at a light behind this BMW, and I'm hacking. I'm like, <laughs> a coughing into my hand. All of a sudden, this guy gets out of his BMW oh, in traffic no. and starts walking to my car. And like, my eyes open. I'm like, I'm hacking a lung, right? I and and this guy's walking to my car. So he's startled, and and he has that swagger. And oh, I'm not. God. He's just like an older white dude. Not that any of that matters, but he just has this air about him. Like I'm gonna have a little chat with this female driver behind me. That was kind of his swagger over to my car. And so I'm coughing. I mean, I'm having and, an attack. Okay. And by the way, you're still in the middle of the lane. I'm, we're at we're at the light. Yeah, he has yeah. now abandoned his car. This guy that's gonna start lecturing me about driving has now abandoned his car in traffic. Okay. Oh God. And starts walking to my car. And so my windows rolled up because it was chilly and I'm coughing. Cough, 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 cough. And he looks at me and I mean, he is so close to my windshield that I can see the back of his bottom teeth. Yeah. But again, I have my dog now barking because there's a weird person at my car. Dylan, my son is like, who's this guy? So this is all happening. And I'm blasting my music. And well, I'm coughing. The thing about nowadays is you don't know who's coming to your car. Oh, Are they yeah. armed? Like, does he Not mean to do you anything. harm? What? Exactly. What's happening? And I was never going to roll down the window. And I didn't right. roll down the window. I'm looking at him and he's saying something to me, which I can only imagine is you shouldn't do blah, blah, blah. But again, I'm coughing. So half the, half the time I'm looking at him and the other half, I'm like, do you want me to roll down my window and cough what I could claim is COVID all over your stinking face? But I'm just coughing. And all I did is I look at him and I just go, go away. I was like, go away. And he just like walks back to his car, gets in, and we go about our business. And Dylan's like, what did he say? And I had no idea because everything was happening around me, but was, again, never went the speed limit, never honked my horn. I didn't flip him off or do anything like that. Who was wrong here? Because were you, ta- were you tailgating him? Were you no, on his? I was not doing faster, that. I think you know, the I think the only thing that he could call me out for was trying to get around him, Mr. Sunday driver. Uh, I was still wasn't speeding. And then I got hit. I would have been able to get around him if that road boulder hadn't been there. But because that road boulder was in that other lane, I had to get back behind him. And okay, that happens. Like I I wasn't upset about it. I agree with RN Sue. My kid's in the car with me. I'm already calling 911 and ready to hit the next one. If a man is approaching me like that, you know, I get what you're saying. (laughs) 
and maybe this is just maybe this says something about me this isn't the first time people have confronted me in traffic like I called my husband and I was like I don't know why people feel the need to tell me about what they don't like about my driving and I'm not a bad driver they just don't go and then they they seem to get mad at me about it I'm I'm not doing anything wrong I swear to god I think so, these people are crazy in an accident don't get out of your car. There's really no reason for anyone to get out. Right. And when someone gets out of a vehicle like that and approaches, the only thing that can happen is some type of confrontation that is going nowhere good. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. It's, and so no matter what he says, it's not going to be received well unless he's getting out of your car to say, hey, you know, your bumper's dragging on the ground. Or you left your gas tank right. open or whatever it may be. But it's it's completely unnecessary. So no matter if whether or not you were driving like an a-hole, there's no reason for that type of escalation. Mm -mm. Yeah. You know, I think that on one hand, I think that he was trying to tell me like, you shouldn't speed in a, this is the only thing I could think of to give him the benefit of the doubt. You shouldn't speed in a construction zone, but we were never going over 30 miles per hour. That was what I was so frustrated about. I'm mm -hmm. like, can we go already, people? Like, everybody go. There's no more construction. We're past that, like, one lane down place. Now, I've only gotten out of my car to talk to people twice. One was on a residential street, and I was back in high school. And it's because someone ran a red light in front of us, and we were in my in-laws, they were my boyfriend's family at the time, um, military truck. And if they would have hit us, Nothing would have happened to us. They would have been killed. And I was like, you really can't do that. And the second time was just what you said. I was actually on King Street in San Francisco. And I'm behind this like elderly woman and I think her daughter. And their tire is like almost flat. And I don't think that they realize it because they're just driving along. And I pull up and she like rolled down the window. I'm like, your tire is flat. You're going to want to find like uh, somewhere to go because you're going to pop it and you're going to be stuck in this road right here. And she was so thankful. And, and then I got, quickly got back in my car because we were stopped. But other than that, you should not get out of your car at all. And so I, like, did, it nuts. I did it once out of anger. I did. Oh, I did. You and yelled at somebody. Okay. So I'm driving down the street on which I live. Okay. And there's this teenager in a black car, like riding my rear end and flipping his hands up in the air and why can't I go faster and there's honking and there's lights and there's in the middle of the daytime when people are driving their kids home from school right so I ripped into stop in the middle of the road and I got out in my mom's stance and I marched back to his car <laughs> and I'm like this is a residential area. I'm very upset. <laughs> totally see you doing and this too. You need to drive the speed limit and you can't act like this. Where do oh you my live? Because your mother needs to know you're driving this way. And he looked at me like I was the craziest oh, person yeah. in the world. And I was. And I was shaking. I mean, I was so upset. And I got back into my car and I thought, what in the world are you thinking? Like, why, why, why would I get let this situation get me that upset? I know. But it was a good learning experience for me because I always think about how I wish I'd handled that differently. Oh yeah. You know, and so and so now I try what to What would you okay. want what would you have wanted to do? I I think I would um have just carried on and driven home. Eventually See? the kid's going to turn off to his own area and it's going to be okay. And his parents will figure out eventually that he's driving crazy when he gets a bunch of tickets. Or that he hits somebody. Or that he hits somebody. Or maybe 
you know, take a picture of the car or something. But I, I mean, really, that, what am I going to do? Post that online? No. No. no I, don't I mean, know. It, I it's, don't it's hard anger, in traffic. angry is worth it, you know? No. And honestly, <laughs> Kim, just flip them off and let them pass. Um, you have to be careful of flipping people off. I've mentioned this before. <clears throat> you really don't want to do that because some people get very, very angry. Um, like very angry at something like that. But if somebody like if I had been in that situation again and had the wherewithal, I don't know if I would have ro rolled down my window because again, who knows who this guy is, but I would have at least tried to hear what he had to say. I know he was just trying to reprimand me. He's, he literally was an older guy trying <laughs> to tell this little lady how Look to here, drive. little lady. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I did him a favor, if I'm being honest, because once I get going, you don't want to hear what will come out of my mouth. You know me. I have the worst potty mouth ever. And so it's probably a good thing, especially with my kid in the car, that I just kept coughing and didn't roll down my window because it probably could have gotten pretty well, heated. I'm, that's the thing. My kids were in the car too. You know? Yeah. So you have that moment where you're like, why did I just, and not only did I get angry, but I got angry in front of my kids. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, my kids have seen me angry. You don't want to see mama when she's angry, but they've seen me angry. So anyways, um, I don't feel like I was the a-hole, but you guys can continue uh, having comments uh, in the chat room. Uh, please click that thumbs up button while we're thinking about it real quick. Kim will do her news in just a moment. Um, after the news, though, I do want to get into what's happening in Southern California with some of these vacant lots. And I'll tell you which city uh, in the United States is looking to Sacramento as a better place to live. I also want to get into, and I'm sure you've seen it by now, this old photo that's going around. It's from 1957, and it's of Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. And he was, I guess you could call him a spectator at, um, at this kind of protest of desegregating a school. And so it's been going around and people are like, yep, that's Jerry Jones. He hasn't changed much. And it's, you know, kind of how the past isn't that far away. Well, LeBron James is actually calling the media out for not making it a bigger deal when they could not stop talking to him about Kyrie Irving and his social media posts and sharing that anti-Semitic movie. So I'll ask you, do you agree with LeBron said? I'll play you a little clip of it. And do you think Jerry Jones, uh, a 14-year-old Jerry Jones, should be still criticized for what he did back then? Now. Um, and then I have to play you this insane video of Kanye West. He was on the show with Alex Jones and I don't like, you won't see Alex Jones or hear him, but this clip just makes me think that it is time for someone to step in and get Kanye West some help because he is going down the tube. So that's all coming up. And again, a reminder that uh, next hour towards the end of the show, we will have rescue DOG with someone from the San Francisco SPCA, a couple of adorable pooches up for adoption. But first let's do some news with Kim. Now from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro show presents news czar Kim McAllister. On the Nikki Maduro Show, this report is sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz at 888-TAX-DEAL. 
President Biden is defending a tentative railroad agreement that Congress is working to pass to avoid a strike. Speaking alongside French President Emmanuel Macron, Biden was asked why paid sick leave for rail workers wasn't included in the agreement that the White House helped negotiate in September. The president said he is in favor of paid sick leave, but Republicans opposed including it in that deal. Here's a story I just don't want to report because it's like giving it more attention, but it's almost like you have to. So I'm going to get through it really fast. Kanye West is admitting he's a fan of Adolf Hitler. Is anyone surprised by this? He was speaking on Alex Jones's show. Yes. And so West says he sees good things about Hitler. He says the Nazi leader invented highways and the microphone he uses as a musician. When Jones said he denounces Nazis and what they stand for, West replied, I like Hitler. Yeah. Why report this story on something that happened on the most ridiculous show with the most ridiculous people? Yeah. Because it's important that we not forget people are still talking about this and still Mm -hmm. like this. And we need to understand who we're dealing with when we read these stories. And it gets even crazier. Again, I'll play you a video. It's of Kanye West. He doesn't even show his face. It's it's it honestly, I feel like it, whether it's Kim Kardashian or someone in his family really needs to step in. It's it's getting pretty sad. It really is. An associate of Florida Congressman Matt Gates is facing 11 years behind bars for crimes that include sex trafficking a minor. Joel Greenberg reportedly agreeing to cooperate in the federal investigation against Gates. Greenberg pleaded guilty in the spring to six of the 33 charges that he was facing. California's attorney general apologizing to gun owners about their information being leaked. Rob Bonta calls it an unacceptable breach of trust. An investigation found the state's Department of Justice mistakenly posted names, addresses, and birthdays of nearly 200,000 people happened earlier this year. Those folks had applied for a concealed carry weapons permit. And New York City Mayor Eric Adams isn't concerned about critics of his plan to involuntarily remove mentally ill people from the streets and put them into psychiatric facilities. Adams admits he's in uncharted waters, but he says his administration is up for the challenge. Adams says only the homeless who can't take care of their basic needs and are a danger to themselves will be removed. And that, he said, is only a small pocket of people. And you can bet that will be a court case. Uh, Deshaun Watson, a football player, is declining to answer any non-football related questions as he is set to return from suspension this weekend. Watson was suspended for 11 games after being accused of sexual assault and other sexual misconduct incidents by more than a dozen women during massage sessions. Watson says he understands people have a lot of questions, but there's only football questions he can address at this time. The quarterback also declining to say what he learned from his league mandated counseling. Watson will be under the center will be will be under center for the Cleveland Browns when they uh, the player they play his former team, the Houston Texans, on Sunday. It would be nice just to say, yeah, you know, I'm only going to answer questions about this one thing. That's it. Don't ask me anything else. You know, uh, I'm I'm out. That's it. This report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz. For more than 30 years, Steve, you can ask him anything. He's put his tax knowledge to work for individuals and businesses. And if you need help with your taxes, you can give Steve a call at 888-TAX-DEAL or he's online, moskowitzllp.com. I'm Kim McAllister on The Nikki Maduro Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much. Uh, One quick video that I did want to play for you guys just on that last thing we were talking about. 
my confrontation in traffic. This is what I'm talking about. If I could describe the guy that was confronting me in traffic, he was kind of like this woman, except I couldn't hear what he was saying. He was, this is the video and it's so freaking funny. Here we go. There we go. Like, you're gonna be in real trouble. You're sitting in the car. I need to park here. Uh, no, I'm parking here. I live here. Well, get out. You well, don't have a car pass. I do, and it's not your business. I live here. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're here a lot and I see you. You don't live here. And even so, I need to park here. <laughs> That's not how it works. You are a disgusting <laughs> Your mother. Your mother. Oh, I was cracking I up with that video. He's like, just up the window while she's talking. <laughs> That's what I should have done. That's what I. There's so many things I could have done, but I did the right thing. I just kept coughing and uh, I got my window up. It's so funny. So, so, so funny. Um, okay. Let's get into Let's do. I wanted to get to this story. So, there is another city that is sending residents, pardon me, Sacramento's way. And it's not the Bay Area. So there is a city that, let's see, has been taught the top destination for people searching new homes and wanting a new home in Sacramento. According to Redfin, the city, the top of the list that was outside of California, because obviously people move around in California, was Chicago. Sacramento was one of the top uh, searches for people in Chicago wanting to look for a new place to live. Now, Where does that one's know that I can afford to be exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And when people talk about, you know, housing prices and things like that, look, I'm not knocking Chicago. It's a big city. It's, you know, some crime problems, but major cities do. I am not moving somewhere where I have to shovel snow ever, 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 ever. There is a list of pros and cons of where I would live. And if I have to shovel snow on the daily, I am not living there. Is there anything like that where you're like, I cannot live anywhere that has this? I would say snow is on the list. Yeah. Um, uh, anywhere that's uh, in the South, likely. Okay. No South. Any, okay. Anywhere with a Republican governor, I'm probably out. Uh, what else? That's, that's been, that list of states, though, I swear to God, it seems to be shrinking and shrinking. I need to uh, be by the ocean. And I need to be in a place where there's not a Trump sign on every lawn. You know there what I'm you saying? Go. I hear you, girlfriend. I hear you. I need you. to be able to fit in and be able to make friends. And I just don't think I'm able to. I love that you mentioned the ocean. Did you hear that Westcliff Drive in Santa Cruz? I don't know how well you know Santa Cruz because I know you're yeah, up in Yeah, as a matter of fact, I went to high school there. 
Oh, okay, perfect. So West Cliff my, my Drive. My parents were divorced, so oh. my dad go SoCal High. Woo! There you go. Well, a two two and a half miles of West Cliff Drive have fallen into the ocean. Oh, no. Um, yeah, and this is a popular area for bicyclists and everything like that. And surfers. Like, yeah. And surf. Well, yeah, of course. They're saying uh, this the part of the road that caved in was right off Columbia Street. And people are saying it's a natural phenomenon. Uh, this is something that happens all the time. It just happens to be a close to a way that we built, but it's been happening for millions of years. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's why I don't want to buy beachfront property. Um, one, another resident says sometimes the people that make these decisions regarding what to do about these roads need a little kicking the backside to get it going. And maybe this will be it. I don't know. Plans are in place. So apparently there's an adaptation plan to these kind of cave-ins that would happen that would switch West Cliff to being a one-way and allocating one lane for bikes and one lane for pedestrians. With large visible cracks in the sidewalk, many question if this could happen again, as of course, sea levels rise and storms constantly threaten the landscape. Every time I go to Santa Cruz, I always dream of... Mm having beachfront property. I love it there. It's gorgeous. It's so nice. But you can see that there. Can you see that? Look at the, Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And it's just going to keep going in the, in the fight between land and the ocean. The ocean wins. Sorry. It just always, the ocean, always, always. I'm trying to build it back up. But uh, if I'm living across the street, I'm thinking, oh God, no. hmm. Cause no. you know, you remember, I don't know if you recall watching the, uh, apartment building crumbling yes. to the sea. I think it was, was it Pacifica? Yes. Or was it, was it Half Bay? No, it was Pacifica. Pacifica. Yeah. And it's like they knew at first the parking lot went and then it was like it got precariously close to the the apartment, which was kind of overlooking the sea. And then you saw the, I think the apartment went, right? Yeah, no, the apartment went. But yeah. you know what? They, I think, I don't know if they did it in Pacifica, but they did another, um, they did this podcast I was listening to. It might have been the Pacifica story that you're talking about. And it was how people were still snapping up property right across the street from the apartment that was crumbling into the ocean. Oh, That's what people are just drawn to oceanfront property, and the ocean is drawn to taking its land. And so, yeah, I would, I would definitely think twice before investing a ton of money into this type of property because climate change is real people sea level is rising and who knows what the future holds i'm not spending millions of dollars on something that's gonna go to the ocean possibly in my lifetime because who knows my goodness now speaking of that here's mm. a picture. look at this picture where is it right here da, 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 da. there it is look at this picture okay so there's the ocean right there, the water at the bottom. There's a house. Nice. See, okay. A lot right there that doesn't have anything built on it. Somebody has purchased that land. And why, you may ask? Not to buy, not to put, uh, put any sort of property on it. It's because they don't want neighbors. So apparently, oh. uh, this is uh, there is a huge thing happening in Southern California where very rich people are buying just the lots of land and not building on it. Now, there's a few reasons. One's like certain, they just want privacy. Other people are saying that it's a lot of time. So the LA Times writes, money rich people are often time poor. So they don't have the hours and energy required to work with architects, consultants, contractors, and city officials to develop the estate of their dreams. These types of buyers can afford to collect land as an investment, but they also have homes scattered across the country that serve them just fine in the meantime, 
Um, one of the most extreme examples of this was in 2018, a 157 acre spread at the highest point of Beverly Crest came to market for $1 billion. Uh, many tried and failed to build something on the property, which is touted as the finest piece of undeveloped land left in Southern California. An Iranian princess wanted to build a palace there. That didn't happen. A talk show host wanted a marble mega mansion, never built it. And after a troubled saga, saw the land auction off behind a Pomona courthouse in 2019 to the estate of late Herbalife founder Mark Hughes, the land still remains empty. Mm. It must be nice to have so much money that you can afford to buy really prime real estate, oceanfront property, and uh, just let it sit there. That picture you showed, though, it almost looked like the water line was coming right up to the houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes me pretty nervous. I see I that know. they have a little wall before the, the balcony starts on the left. Right, right. You some know, sort of in case they wall. get some waves rolling in there. But still, that's a little too close. I would say so, too. I mean, but again, people like those, I'm just footsteps from the ocean. <laughs> no idea. No, no, no idea. Um, that, you know, I... Wish I had that much money. That's F you money. If you could just buy a plot of land for privacy or just because you don't have the time to develop it. Um, mm. Let's In 2017, Milwaukee Brewers owner Mark Atancio, Atanasio, Atanasio left neighbors confused when he paid $6.6 million for one of the last remaining vacant lots on Malibu's Broad Beach. So I guess this is ultra exclusive Frank Sinatra, Jack Lemon, Pierce Bronson have homes there. But instead of building on it, he left it empty. And that's because he didn't want to deal with an annoying neighbor and construction noise next to the property next to his. So he just okay. bought it so he can have some nice peace and quiet. You know, money brings perks so you don't have to have a noisy neighbor. Yep. Nice. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, I have time. Let's let's get into this this picture and we can continue the conversation after the top of the hour news. But Kim just did her news not too long ago. So we have some time here. Now, I'm sure you guys have seen this picture. Let me bring it up really quickly. It's been making the rounds. The Washington Post did a story. So let's do the big picture first. So here's a big picture. <clears throat> and what you're seeing is this picture was taken in 1957 as a bunch of people were protesting these black uh, students trying to desegregate a school. Right after this photo was taken, apparently uh, these boys were pushed down some stairs and so it didn't actually happen. But right there in the picture is right there, the guy with the vertical striped shirt next to the guy with the camera high in the air to the right of that, the, the camera, is Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys owner. Now, apparently he's 14 at the time of this picture. This was September 9th, 1957. And Jones was one of a few dozen white teenagers who confronted a group of black students. This was outside North Little Rock High School in Arkansas. Um, the photograph was actually taken by the Associated Press. And shortly after, like I mentioned, the black students were pushed down the stairs to the street and the effort to integrate the school was rejected by force. And some people are saying, you know, it was 1957. The Washington Post had a whole article about how this shows that the past isn't that long ago. You know, Jerry Jones is still alive. Ruby Bridges is, I think, retirement age, barely retirement age. And so 
Should we be upset? Answer me in the texts or in the chat. Should we be upset about this photo? One second. Well, I think it shows he's on the wrong side of history. And when when you are on the wrong side of history, and now in 2022, I wonder if he's embarrassed about that. If that picture comes out and he still feels like that angry kid who feels like he was in the right, or if he feels like he's embarrassed that that photo was ever taken, that he ever had those thoughts. I mean, I think as we grow up, you know, we change, we learn, we grow. And maybe that's what happened with him, that he grew as a person and he's different now. And so no. we can't really he has not changed. him. No, he's not changed? No, he has not changed. <laughs> I was trying Jerry. to give some credit over here. <laughs> no, no uh, apparently people that know Jerry Jones and he's not. He has not changed that much from the guy in 1957. But again, he doesn't look like he's involved in what's happening. The picture only shows him watching. How many of you have gone, you know, and watched protesters? Maybe I don't I've never done this, but maybe watch people protesting outside of Planned Parenthood. Not saying that you're supporting it one way or the other, but you're watching and seeing what's happened and and just going out there to watch. Does that make you you know, does that implicate you in what other people do? Now, I'm not going to speak for Jerry Jones. I don't know if I could be, uh, you know, a, a witness to something like that. Yeah, huge in Japan. I was a very different person when I was 14. I grew up, though. Jerry's still a butt plug. Yeah, uh, from everything I, I've heard about Jerry Jones, and I don't know a lot, but he hasn't changed his ways necessarily. So this br- that Go ahead. picture, those uh-huh. those boys look, they have angry faces. Oh, yeah, look. They're angry. This kid what? with the cigarette hanging yeah. out of his mouth, he looks like he's ready to do some damage. Absolutely. And that's you what know? happened. I mean, they pushed these kids down the street. Yeah. Down the I, stairs. I'd be humiliated if I was him. I would be, I would come out immediately and say, you know, this was a different time. I was, I, I had mistaken ideas. I've grown as a person, but I don't think you're, you're saying he isn't, hasn't grown and he hasn't made that statement. <laughs> no, exactly. So now this brings me to LeBron James. Now, LeBron James is calling out the media. I'm going to play you a little clip of what he had to say. This was during one of his uh, press conferences. Um, and you tell me whether or not LeBron James has a pretty decent point when you compare this old, I will admit, older photo of Jerry Jones versus the reaction to Kyrie Irving. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, Every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker. It's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago, and we all make mistakes. I get it. 
it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened. Okay, we just we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. So what do you think? I mean, do you think that that's a fair comparison? Uh, do you think that there's a difference between calling out Jerry Jones being in this photo? Now, again, he is just standing there. If he was that guy with the cigarette or he had his hands on somebody, that would be one thing. And yes, people still say that Jerry Jones might be a racist idiot or something. Um, but should the media uh, kind of go after this older photo that's come to light with as much vigor as they did with a more current event, i.e. Kyrie Irving uh, sharing that anti-Semitic movie on his social media platform? So it, I think it's a fair question to ask especially in light of the conversations regarding racism, anti-Semitism, black versus white. And of course, and, and I know that Kim, you have this in your news and with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am not trying to elevate Alex Jones or Kanye West. But, you know, when you have a huge platform, you have reach. And people look at you and, 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 and wonder what you're thinking and, and what you believe in. And Kanye West is no different. Now, Kanye West is having a mental breakdown in front of all of us. He's losing his money. I, I, I reported, I told you guys, you know, he was locked out of his Apple Pay. Uh, he obviously brought that um, far right wing extremist Nick Fuentes to meet former President Donald Trump. Um, but here he is, and I'm going to share it because I'm just going to, I mean, and I do wonder if his family is going to step in at some point. Before you share it, can I can I can we go back to the, the yeah. picture for a minute? Because I just want to talk about of Jerry Jones the, that picture. The, the, uh, yeah, the, well, not the picture, but just the 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 subject. Uh huh. Because uh, who was the athlete that was speaking? LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah, sorry. So he's talking to reporters and he's saying, "Why haven't you asked me this question?" Yeah. And as a reporter, I would say it's because the person we want to ask the question to is Jerry Jones, right? That's who you want to talk to. That's who you want to say, Are you, well, how do you feel about this this many years later? So the, the thinking is, let me ask all the black athletes how they feel about this guy. The mm -hmm. question right now is, let's ask this guy how he feels this many years later. That would be the focus of my story. Do you think reporters are wrong not to ask all black athletes how they feel about that photo? Well, I think that the the point LeBron James is trying to make is, you know, they asked him about Kyrie Irving as if LeBron James, I would, I, and I can't speak for LeBron James, mm -hmm. but as if LeBron James's opinion uh, is going to influence Kyrie Irving or if he should say a certain thing about Kyrie Irving's social media posts. So if you're going to ask LeBron James about what many people consider anti-Semitic, why are you not asking LeBron James about a picture that is clearly, at least for some of the people in that photo, racist. Sure. I think that's kind of the 
He's like, why are you not asking me about it? Why aren't you asking me what I think about Jerry Jones and his history and his, I mean, he didn't share the photo, but him being in that photo. I think it's just kind of to turn the tables on the media of what they choose to really focus on. Because the media asked, like you're mentioning uh, talking to Jerry Jones, the media asked Kyrie Irving multiple times about it. And that's what got Kyrie Irving in trouble is because he was not being very, very clear or clear enough Mm -hmm. to the media. And so I get that. So if you've asked the person that's in the video or share the social media post or why why bring in other people on one topic and not another topic? And I think that that was LeBron James's point is when people talk about the media framing certain issues in a certain way, it's because the media does. I agree with you, Kim. I would have gone straight to Jerry Jones about the photo and never even asked LeBron James because that to me does seem like the better interview. But if you're going to ask other people that are not directly involved in the situation, their right. opinion about it, why pick one topic and not the other? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where what is the purpose uh, of the story that the media chooses to follow? Now, again, here, and again, and I'm not trying to exploit Kanye West, and I hope that you guys don't think that I am. But what I am saying is this is one, a guy that says he's going to run for president in 2024. And two is obviously doubling down on some of the stuff that he has tweeted. Uh, He's been called anti-Semitic. There was a picture of his daughter with the Star of David, which I guess is part of his concert merchandise. He was out at the store doing that. um, I think it was yesterday or sometime this week. But here's Kanye West, and he's on... He's on Alex Jones' stupid, stupid ass show. Uh, you won't hear from Kanye West, though. Ben Collins, um, I believe, is a journalist and was giving a play by play of this interview, and he could not believe what he was watching. And he describes what I'm about to show you. Just think about this as one of the tamer parts of the interview. So here we go. I was tired of picking up the Yahoo and the Netting. So. For now, he's just netting. I know some people call him BB. No, some you call him Yahoo. But we're going to call him netting. What you want, netting? Hey, yeah, right after this, I'm going to say you're crazy. I'm going to take your, your family away from you. We're not done with you yet. You cannot cause free thought. We have to control the history books. We have to control the banks. And we have to go and kill people. That's what we're in the pedophilia. Ha, ha, It's bad when Alex Jones is shocked by you, right? That's what's happening to this guy. Like even Alex Jones was trying to pull back. Um, Let's see. Ben Collins says, I can't believe I'm saying this. And again, this is a senior reporter for NBC News. He says, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Alex Jones seems uncomfortable here. Trying to get Kanye to take off his mask that covers his entire face and to at least slow down on the hatred of Jews. Uh, He says, this is a shockingly anti-Semitic interview. However bad you think it is from the random quotes from Kanye today, it is considerably worse. Overt Nazism that is making Alex Jones himself squirm. Um, What do we do here? I mean, you know, Kanye West and Alex Jones used to be, well, Kanye West, obviously, he used to be a, a huge, and he pro- he still is, huge in the music world. 
Alex Jones was huge for conspiracy theorists. We can write off Alex Jones, hopefully. Hopefully he goes away. He goes bankrupt. I hope they throw his ass in jail. But what do we do with someone like Kanye West? Tell me. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll break for a little bit of headlines with Kim McAllister, but tell me in the chat, what do we do with Kanye West? Um, he has a huge reach, not just through music, but through fashion and obviously his social media platform. He has been open with his uh, mental struggles. We know that he is bipolar, um, but he also can influence people because of his popularity, his reach, and possibly his money. I don't know his financial situation. So what do we do with someone like this? Many people think he's a genius, you know, musically and in the business world. Um, do we just ignore him and hope he goes away? Or does something have to happen? I mean, should he be kicked off, let's just say, social media platforms for what he is saying right there in that interview? Also coming up, Netflix is doubling down on Dave Chappelle. Uh, you'll hear an interview that the CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings, gave um, talking candidly about how they feel about the comedian. And then I also want to squeeze this in this wrongful death lawsuit out of Stanford. Um, and Kim, I'd love to hear your take on this. I mean, and anybody that's a parent, you it's your worst nightmare that something happens to your child. And so I understand the parents of Katie Meyer who took her own life. She was a Stanford athlete. I understand that, that there must be an immense amount of pain, but I'll get into why they're suing Stanford. And you tell me whether or not you think they actually have a case. And if Stanford should be held responsible for the death of Katie Meyer. So that's coming up. Of course, uh, please click that uh, thumbs up button right now while we're thinking about it before we head into news. It helps us out. If you can, please go to my website, thenikkimadoroshow.com and subscribe, become a monthly subscriber to our show. Our Patreon link is right there. You can donate any amount and we always, always appreciate it. The Super Chat is up. I'll be giving some love to all of you that have been donating some dollars during the show. You just click that dollar sign. You can give a Super Chat, a Super Comment, a Super Thanks, a Super Sticker. You're just super, super, super. Uh, so it's a great way of supporting the show and it's quick and it's easy and it's just very simple for all of you right there. And so we'll talk about all that plus Rescue DOG coming up this hour right here on the Nikki Maduro Show. Now from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro Show presents News Czar Kim McAllister. On the Nikki Maduro Show, this report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz at 888 tax deal. Elon Musk says his brain chip company Neuralink is expected to begin human trials in six months. Police think the University of Idaho killings last month were targeted. Four students were killed in an off-campus house. Investigators say they're not sure whether the residence was targeted or the individuals, but police have said similar comments in the past. They have yet to identify a suspect or find the murder weapon. Los Angeles Fire Department paramedics are responding today to a medical emergency involving multiple patients at a middle school, that in the San Fernando Valley. A report regarding possible drug overdoses was filed from high-tech Los Angeles Middle School in Van Nuys. At least five students between the ages of 12 and 15 are being assessed at the scene. As many as eight students may be involved in that. Already a lot of Tesla vehicles on California roadways, but soon, very soon, 
drivers will see something new from the electric car company. Pepsi is confirming on Twitter that they will soon use Tesla's semi-trucks in the Central Valley. PepsiCo says they are confirming the electric big rigs will support their Frito-Lay plant in Modesto and the PepsiCo beverages plant in Sacramento. No other deals were announced, but the company says they'll release more information on upon taking delivery of those giant Tesla big rigs. Cable network HLN bearing the brunt of CNN's layoff. Variety reports HLN, once known as CNN Headline News, is terminating several correspondents and journalists. Warner Brothers Discovery Outlet will no longer produce live programs. It will replace its morning news program with CNN This Morning. California, on the countdown to Christmas, Governor Gavin Newsom will help flip the switch on the state capitol tree tonight. He and his wife will be joined by a third-grade student from Fair Oaks near Sacramento. The eight-year-old girl was chosen to represent those living with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And Disneyland is bringing back a fan favorite. The Magic Happens Parade will return in mid-February. It debuted just before the Southern California theme park shut down due to the pandemic. The parade will be part of Disney's 100th anniversary celebration. The Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railroad attraction will also debut around the same time, as well as new decorations for Sleeping Beauty's Castle and nighttime shows. So that'll be exciting. This report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz. For more than 30 years, Steve has put his tax knowledge to work for everybody, individuals and businesses alike. If you need help with your taxes, give Steve a call. It's 888-TAX-DEAL or he's online, moskowitzllp.com. I'm Kim McAllister on the Nikki Maduro Show. All right. All right. All right. So uh, let me give some thanks while we're thinking about it to everybody that's been donating in our super chat. I really do appreciate it, guys. It really it touches our hearts in that little special place in my heart. We love Not you. Where I get making mad it a Merry Christmas. Christmas. There you go. All right. Exactly. Let's make it a Merry Christmas. So let me give some thank yous. Andreas, always coming oh, through for Andreas. us. Andreas, I adore you. That's This is not the only time I'll be giving you a shout out. $20 from Andreas. Also... Holla's QP with a $4.99 super sticker. And then Andreas came back with another $20. And I love the comment, Andreas. $20 to take defense classes. No one will mess with my Nikki. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. Right on, Andreas. Uh, Let's see. SF Bay Playway, $10 celebrating our KGO alumni. On that note, I do want to mention that Pat Thurston has announced that she Mm -hmm. is starting this evening training over at KCBS. So, um, now, She's gonna I, do some news. I know. I do yeah. miss such a great talk show host, but KCBS yeah. is straight news. So, uh, but congratulations. Just speaking of the KGO alumni, I wanted to give a, a shout out and a good luck to Pat Thurston. You can hear. I don't know. I don't know the day or time that she's going to be on. She's training. That's what she posted yeah. today. So you know uh, she really, she really is excited about this new job, and she really good. wanted it. And I'm really happy for her. Yeah, me too. I am, and she, she's. I, I just. I want her to also have another platform to talk. Is that selfish of me? I tried to pull her into this podcast world that we're we're living in now. And I think she's just wasn't, you know, it's a lot of work to learn it all. This is a lot of work. Yeah. And And it's a big question mark with triplets in college. I think I'd want a little more guaranteed paycheck. Right. So I'm not, I'm not faulting her. Exactly. 
A uh, big thank you to Kevin Hobbs with $25. Thank you, Kevin. You are so sweet. Kevin. Oh, there's a second one from SF Bay Playway. Happy holidays, eggnog, Mexican, Ron Pope, FIFA World Cup. Let's be nice to each other. Christmas <laughs> in San Francisco and San Jose. And Chiritos from Taco Bell ended yesterday. So oh. no more. They are gone. If you didn't get your fill, they're gone. It sucks, but whatever. I had another one on, I think I got it on Monday. That was the last Enchirito. I think, I think I ate five, maybe four, four Enchiritos. It was pretty good. Uh, Mike Hendricks with $5. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Did I eat five of them? Yes. I could have eaten one every day, sweetheart, honestly. <laughs> Don't even doubt me. Are you kidding oh, right now? Uh, Mike goodness. Hendricks, love your show, Nikki, by the way. I just joined Patreon. Easy peasy. Oh, thank, thank you. You're so sweet. And let's see, Steven with a $4.99 super sticker. And then, of course, Andreas, thank always Steven. starting off the show with oh, 20 Andreas. bucks. Huge supporter. Yeah. Love all of you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You guys are great. And again, We're just because Mike mentioned yeah. the Patreon, on the Nikki Maduro show.com is where the Patreon link we're is. So grateful. We couldn't yep. do this without you. No, I mean, literally. we really couldn't. So we're very grateful and thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you guys. And I'll continue giving uh, more shouts out. If you guys want to donate throughout the rest of the show, just click that dollar sign under the little chat community that you guys are having a great time in and, uh, and we'll read them before the end of the show. Okay, real quick. I'm going to play you this sound. And then we'll get into the Stanford story. So you remember, Dave Chappelle, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Who in the chat is going to go see Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock when they come? I mean, I'm going in San Jose. Chip Franklin's going in Southern California. He announced that on his show, What the Franklin, that's also on YouTube. Um, I'm going on the 10th, I think it is. Uh, so not this weekend, next weekend. Um, I, I like Dave Chappelle. I'm going to go see, he's with Chris Rock. I've never seen them together and I'm excited to go. I know that he's controversial. I know some people don't like his jokes, but be prepared people because he is going nowhere, especially when it comes to Netflix. So here is a uh, Reed Hastings. He's being interviewed by Andrew Ross Sorkin. And Sorkin is asking Hastings, you know, what about the content and, and all the, the hoopla surrounding Dave Chappelle and, and some of the jokes that people say are transphobic and homophobic? We've been talking also about platforming, um, sometimes hate speech or anti-Semitic speech or other kinds of speech. How do you think about that today? Yeah. Our brand is trying to be the most exciting entertainment company in the world. And Chappelle is dead center for us. He is the best or one of the best. And that special was one of the most entertaining and watched specials we've ever had. We would do it again and again. So we clearly need to be more uh, obvious and direct about that, which we've done since, you know, with employees and with uh, people who care about Netflix, that we're about entertainment. Um, and Chappelle is very entertaining and, and, you know, provocative. And again, that's, a, that's the core of what we're doing. So what do you think? I mean, can Netflix just say, look, People want to watch it. If they don't, there's so many other things on, on our platform that people can mm -hmm. watch. And if you don't like Dave Chappelle, don't watch it. And just because we host it and it's extremely popular and some people sign up for Netflix just to watch him or might sign up just for watching him. Yeah. That's not our fault. I mean, is that or fair? You say, okay, if you, if you publish something, right. If, and which they would be publishing or broadcasting it. Bro yeah. Yeah. And they are in support of it. 
But are they? I mean, I could. I don't think so. But I can see how, you know, you. Yeah, I I don't think so either. And we have shown and we've talked about you and I over and over again, how every time Chappelle holds shows, he's got to add more because they sell out within Mm -hmm. minutes. So obviously there's a market. So isn't Netflix then just giving the people what they want? Because clearly people are looking, people are watching and people are interested. What I'm really hoping, and I'm really hoping, and I'll I'll let you guys know after I go to the show, I'm hoping, and I know that Dave Chappelle has evolved, and I don't mind when, I really don't, I don't mind when comedians talk politics or or, or current events, you know, or use that. Um, There have been a number of times, and I've seen Dave Chappelle a number of times, where it's like, and I don't want this to sound like shut up and dribble, but like, can you just tell jokes that don't have anything to do with the controversy? You know, right. like, can you just there? I mean, some of his older stand up, I peeing my pants almost so funny. And uh, he really is. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying this lightly. He's a comedic genius. He has this timing and these jokes that don't have anything to do with, you know, the transgender community or or or, or the gay community or anything like that. He is funny. And I hope that the show is a lot of that. Uh, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But to see him and Chris Rock together, I could not pass that up. Absolutely. I could not. Now, someone, uh, Lucy writes, why is Chip going? He bashed Chappelle when he had his four to seven show. I don't, I mean, I must have been on it with him, I would assume, because uh, if anybody is from Station X, you know that Chip and I worked together for years. I know that he pushed back a little bit, but he's a comedian's comedian. Like, I, I don't remember it. I don't remember what he said, uh, but I know damn well I've always maintained I'm going to continue to watch Dave Chappelle and yeah. I enjoy his comedy. That's it. Um, oh, and, and she uh, she writes back with a, a, another great point. Carlin was iconic because he got political. True. Absolutely true. Um, and I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle can't do anything political or even having to do with these controversial topics. I'm just right. also hoping it's other fun things as well. Does that make sense? And I don't know what I, those are because I'm not a comedian, but something. Some of my favorite comedians are political comedians. Yeah, like absolutely. Yes. Know, I, just, I love that. Oh, I love Will Durst. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, we'll see. I'll let you guys know how the show goes and let me know in the chat or email me if you guys are are going to go to the show and maybe we'll take a quick pick together because that would be fun. Um, okay, let's move on. We have a, a few minutes. Um, I want to talk about uh, Katie Meyer. Now, let me show you. I took a picture of her, and it really is. Honestly, it's it's freaking tragic. It really is. So here she is. She's the one in the Stanford jersey right there. Um, she's a huge, She was a huge uh, soccer star at Stanford, uh, and she died earlier this year. Uh, sadly, she took her own life. And now her parents are filing a wrongful death suit against the university. They filed it yesterday. Now, according to the lawsuit, they say their 21-year-old daughter was deeply perturbed by an email she received from Stanford's Office of Community Standards. Now, this was about possible disciplinary action she was facing. So apparently in August of 2021, Meyer allegedly spilled coffee on a Stanford football player who was accused of sexually assaulting one of her teammates on the soccer team. So the allegation is she was upset at this guy, and so she spilled coffee on him. Okay, she's the riding co- her bike at the time. She says it was an accident. He says it was on purpose. Right. So now it was reported to the Office of Community Standards, which was reviewing the case. And then in spring, uh, Myers' family says she received a six-page email 
from the OCS warning she could have her diploma withheld among other academic punishments. Uh, they said it would, um, she was hoping to attend a Stanford law school after graduating. So she had all this pressure. Okay. Um, the lawsuit says Stanford employees failed to support Katie when she expressed feelings of despair. She was terrified an accident will destroy my future. And she had been scared for months that my clumsiness will ruin my chances of leaving Stanford on a good note. And she was experiencing much anxiety related to the OCS process. Shortly after receiving the email, she was found dead in her dorm room and the cause of death was ruled a suicide. Now the lawsuit says that Stanford's after hours disciplinary charge and the quote unquote reckless nature and manner of submission to Katie caused her to suffer an acute stress reaction that impulsively impulsively led to her suicide. They say it was completed without planning and solely in response to the shocking and deeply distressing information she received from Stanford while alone in a room without any support or resources. And then they go on to say that, you know, there was no, there was no outreach done. Um, and, and that, you know, giving somebody like Katie, a letter like this with no follow through with no, you know, obviously this is going to be hard for you to understand left her vulnerable. And that's what led to her suicide. Do you think Stanford's responsible? Here you, here you have a girl who's a student athlete at Stanford. This is a girl who is a young woman rather who is at the top of her game. They've been winning championships while she's the captain of this team. She's carrying you know, a student load at, at Stanford wants to go to law school. So she's got to get good grades. She's balancing it all. And when you send a kid like that, that, that is, you know, pushed to the limits of perfection, a note like that, that says, by the way, you might not graduate. And then she's thinking, and I might not get into law school and everything I plan for my future and all this hard work is gone. I just, um, I have a, a a niece that's very, I don't want to call her perfect, but she strives for perfection. And I worry about it because, you know, any bad grade upsets her to this point. She takes it very seriously. And and that's great on one hand, but it's also like you you want to make sure that they're mentally okay on the other hand, because everyone has a moment where something can happen. And in this girl's case, it didn't go her way or it might have. And, and she didn't wait to see how it all played out. Yeah. I can see why the parents would be this upset. I can see why they would sue. Although I don't think that they're going to be successful in this case because I don't know. I mean, maybe Stanford could have deployed some type of mental health team, but right. how would they have known they had to do that? Right. Well, and, and that's, and I'm so glad you phrased it just like that. And maybe that this lawsuit, that's the point. It's right. like, think about what you're doing. It's not, not knocking community college or any other type of college, but we're talking about Stanford, right. highly competitive. It is attracting and has students that, that, that perform at a certain level. And not only was she obviously excelling academically, she excelled athletically. So we're talking about a competitive person who um, probably would feel a lot of despair to know that all of that hard work, you know, if what she's saying is true, 
is erased because I'm clumsy and I spilled coffee on somebody. So maybe this lawsuit leads to a change within the Stanford University and maybe the whole college system mm. where when you're doling out punishment, one, it's done in person. Uh, it's done with maybe a, um, a counselor there. Or maybe there's some sort of support system that even if the student is at fault or is alleged to have been at fault, there's someone they could talk to and, and talk about it with. But I agree with you, Kim. I just, I don't see any sort of, and I don't know if the the family is seeking financial or anything like that. I don't know the terms of that. Uh, it was filed in uh, Santa Clara County Superior Court. Um, apparently according to a university spokesperson, they disagree with the assertion that the university is responsible for her death, uh, but they have not seen the formal complaint. And I, but then on the other hand, I'm going to play devil's advocate and please do not think that I'm heartless when I, when I, when I say it like this, because again, if I was in these parents' shoes, I probably would say the same damn thing. Like what, you're going to give this terrible news to my kid and not give them any support. On the other hand, as a society, we need to teach our kids how to balance um, the competitive nature, the competition with disappointment and, and how to handle these, these obstacles that may come in, in our way. Let's just, you know, uh, you know, imagine she doesn't take her own life. Okay. It doesn't go that way. Um, you know, the next day she wakes up, yeah, she talks to someone, she realizes, okay, that's just a risk, but we're going to let this play out. I mean, you just wish that there could have been some time for her to digest what was being a possibility. Cause it didn't say she was, it just said it was possible disciplinary action and either learn how to deal with the stress, how to manage it, uh, maybe having a support system already in place that wasn't related to the school. All of these things that, I think we need to start teaching not just our kids, but ourselves as we see adults still deal with, you know, mental pressures and, and what that can do within the workplace or at home. I'm hoping that as a society, we learn how to manage these things better and also not put so much pressure on ourselves to be like you mentioned, Kim, this perfect athlete or perfect student or top mm -hmm. of the class, as if that is a guarantee that nothing's going to go wrong in your life. You could do everything right and still not make it. You know, you can do right. X, Y, and Z and something bad could still happen. And we right. have to learn how to manage that. Well, and the, the, the young man she spilled coffee on was accused of a sexual assault against one of her teammates. Yeah. I would imagine that the consequences would be more dire in his case, but he didn't take his own life. So I, I wonder how the university is, is supposed to know which students are going to react poorly to some type of disciplinary right. letter and how they wouldn't. But my heart goes out and I, I really think you're right about not trying to expect perfection right. and teaching kids mm. that along with trying their hardest and along with, you know, wanting to achieve, they have to take a step back and realize that's not all there is. Yeah, exactly. And, but again, how do you put the genie back in the bottle when it comes to something like that? You know, I mean, how do you, how do you be Stanford university, right? How do you be Stanford and attract the students that you attract and do all of those things and, and still have that competitive nature because you're mm -hmm. this, you know, high class university. Well, at the same time, teaching these students that have finally make it made it within your walls, 
it's okay not to be perfect. It, it's it's one of the, it, it kind of, as I'm speaking, reminds me of football players, right? right? You teach them to be aggressive, 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 and then the moment something else happens, they snap and you wonder why that happens. And it's because of the whole system. And I don't know how we put uh, the genie back in the bottle and, and, and teach students to strive to be excellent, but at the same time, not be so disappointed and distraught when you don't get what you want. And so um, it's it's such a sad story. Again, my heart goes out to the Meyer family. I, I can't imagine. It is literally a parent's mm. worst nightmare for that to happen. And um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would do if I was in their shoes, but I probably would do something similar. Right. I was, I would try to find some sort of answer or some sort of blame for what honestly is an inconceivable idea that my child would make this very permanent decision on what always will be a temporary problem. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, our hearts really do uh, go out to their family. Um, okay. So uh, coming up in a few moments, uh, we're going to switch gears. We're going to lighten it up. Sorry. We got a little heavy there, uh, but we're going to lighten it up on the on the back half of this show. Uh, one of the things that we love to do at station X was uh, rescue DOG. And it's where we would highlight certain animals uh, for adoption. And so we will have Krista Maloney with the San Francisco SPCA joining us uh, in just a couple of minutes. And we'll be highlighting those dogs. They also have their holiday, their Macy's holiday window up. And I so I know I have yeah. the link. And so maybe I could share it and we can oh, take a look cool. at some of the animals, see if they're part, you know, being active or not. Um, and then after we speak with... Um, with Krista, we're going to talk a little bit to end the show about the National Dog Show and Frenchies. And how many of you have these adorable little dogs? I know people that have French bulldogs. Love them, love them, love them. But some people are saying they shouldn't have made Best in Show simply because of how they are bred. And uh, would you not adopt a dog or get a dog like that? Um, there's plenty of dogs that need to be adopted. Uh, and Krista Maloney will join us in just a few moments. Let's get a couple of headlines, though, with Kim. And then again, we'll come back with Krista Maloney. She's with the San Francisco SPCA with another edition of Rescue DOG. Now, from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro mm -hmm. Show presents new czar Kim McAllister. Sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz at 888-TAX-DEAL. The Supreme Court will be hearing arguments on the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan. The court, in a brief uh, today, said it would hear arguments, or actually a brief on Thursday, said it would hear arguments in February with a decision soon to follow. The plan will remain paused until the court issues its decision. Yes, that was today. Today's Thursday. I know my days of the week. A new study shows American trust in the military remains low. The survey by the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute revealed only 48% of Americans asked say they have a great deal of trust in the institution, not far from last year's 45% number. In 2018, about 70% of people said they had trust in the military. Big oil is ripping Californians off, so says Governor Gavin Newsom, as he officially called a special session of the legislature for Monday. He wants to pass a price gouging penalty on oil companies. There's an arrest warrant out in Florida for former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown. Tampa police want him in connection with a domestic violence incident on Monday. Brown played with the Buccaneers in their Super Bowl year and was released after taking off his uniform and running off the field during a game against the New York Jets last year. 
One Bay Area county is giving money to families, no strings attached, as part of a guaranteed income experiment. Santa Clara County giving $1,000 a month to 150 struggling families who are either homeless or very close to it. Matt Zwolinski, the director of University of San Diego's Center for Ethics, Economics, and Public Policy, says those opposed to the program worry it could keep people from working and becoming independent, but giving relatively small sums of money to very low-income households reduces the risk of that happening. Advocates are hoping to prove these types of programs help get families back on their feet. The news sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz. For more than 30 years, Steve has put his tax knowledge to work for individuals and businesses. You can call Steve if you need help with your taxes at 888-TAX-STEAL or find him online at moskowitzllp.com. I'm Kim McAllister on The Nikki Maduro Show. All right, all right, all right. Thank you guys for joining us. And so I'm very excited that we are continuing one of our favorite features. And we hadn't been doing it for very long at Station X, but it was extremely popular. So many of you would email me saying, thank you so much for highlighting adoptable animals. And joining us now, as she did at Station X, is Krista Maloney with the San Francisco SPCA. Krista, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks so much for having us. We love being on here and talking about our adoptable dogs. Perfect. Perfect. So um, I, I am going to show towards the end because I know that you guys have been busy. You put up your uh, holiday window outside of Macy's and we're going to yes. get to that. But first, I want to get to the dogs that are up for adoption. Um, the first one that we have is Zelina. Are we, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep, that's it. Okay, so let me show a picture of Zelina. I have it right here. There we go. So now tell us a little bit about Zelina. Well, as you can see, she is just gorgeous. She is a two-year-old German Shepherd mix. She's got those classic German Shepherd markings. And she's about 63 pounds. So she's one of our medium to large size dogs. Such a sweetheart. Just a really, really all-around great dog. Now, this is a, I mean, you say it's a, like a shepherd mix. It looks like a German shepherd to me. Now, I mean, these types of dogs have to be extremely popular. Um, are you surprised to get to get German shepherds and those into the shelter? I mean, I guess you guys get all kinds of dogs. Yeah, really. You know, that's the thing. At the shelter, we get all kinds of dogs. We get German shepherds. We get huskies. We get chihuahuas just a huge variety. You know, that's why one of the reasons we always recommend that people go to the shelter if they're thinking about adopting, because we do have just a huge variety of dogs. Oh, and she is so, so cute. Okay. Now another dog that you have up is Sunny. You just received Sunny from your note to me. This is a, also a female dog, correct? Yes. Yeah. So she's brand new. She's just four months old. So she's one of oh. our little puppies and she is also just such a sweet dog. She's a little bit shy. She came to us from Fresno. So she's just getting used to the big city, um, you know, getting used to her new surroundings, but absolute sweetheart, super cute. She's going to make a great addition to someone's family. How often do you guys get puppies? I can imagine some people really, they want a puppy. I mean, people just love puppies. We actually have tons of puppies right now. Really? If you are interested in adopting a puppy, check out our website. We've got tons of cute little puppies. And we actually offer a really great training course called Puppy Parent Orientation that we're always trying to promote because adopting a puppy is great. It's also a lot of work. There's a lot that goes into it. And our class, Puppy Parent Orientation, it's virtual, it's free. And we think that information is so important that if you take that, we will give you 50% off the adoption fee. 
Oh, that is so awesome. Now I'm trying to get, and pardon me, the holiday window up. Let's see if I can get that. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about the Macy's holiday window. Yeah, so our holiday windows event is in full swing. This is something that we've been doing for 36 year, years now. And we are down at uh, the holiday windows at Macy's Union Square Thursdays through Sundays with adoptable puppies and kittens, which is super fun. So if you're down in Union Square shopping, come on by and see us. We're also collecting donations this year at Macy's. We're collecting new and unused pet supplies on the eighth floor. So come on by and drop off a donation or pick up something at Macy's to drop in the donation bin. And if you can't make it to Macy's, we have these adorable live streams on our website every day, which is what you're seeing now with really, really cute shelter puppies and kittens. It's a great way to see some of our available animals. And we also have some surprise visits from Santa coming up. So tune in and uh, yeah, every single day our puppies and kittens are up there. Oh, I love that. I've heard a couple different things, Krista. I wonder if you could weigh in on this. I once got my kids a, a peppy for Christmas and it was the best thing we've done. It was so much fun and what a surprise and it was great and it's our family dog and we love her so much. But I've heard people say giving animals as gifts for Christmas is not advised. Where do you come down on that at the SFSPCA? Yeah, you know, we really encourage everyone to be involved in the adoption process. Um, you know, it can be, the holidays are a great time to adopt. Uh, it's a great time to add a new family member. Um, one way to get everyone involved is perhaps give a gift card to your kids or to your family member that you want to um, have adopt an animal. And then you can go to the shelter together and pick out the animal to make sure everybody's on board, everybody is part of the process, and you're really getting the animal that fits in best with your entire family. So we absolutely encourage adoption during the holidays, but we also encourage people to think it through just as they would at any other time of the year. Absolutely. So again, if you want to see these dogs, it's sfspca.org. And of course, go to the Macy's window. That was one of my first jobs that I covered as a reporter for Station X back in the day. Such a cute display. You'll fall in love with all of them. Pardon me. So uh, Krista Maloney with the San Francisco SPCA. Thank you so much. Thank we'll have you, you back on after the holidays. So have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Great to all see right. you. Thank you so much. All right. Again, that is Krista Maloney Thank from the San Francisco SPCA. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so much fun to consider getting a dog or a cat yeah. or a pet, but you really have to think it through. You're absolutely correct. I mean, it worked out for you, Kim, right. because it was your, it was your family, you know, pet and dog. Right. I would not ever just have a box with some holes set out for air. Be like, here, I made a lifelong decision for you. There you go. <laughs> Do anything like that. That is an important decision. Yeah family should make together. So again, sfspca.org and you can check out the adoptable pets there. Um, right now we need to welcome our good friend and tax attorney Steve Moskowitz to the show. Steve! Fabulous. I'm loving the lighting and you know, people are considering what they're going to do at the end of the year holiday wise, but Steve, they also have to think about what they need to do tax wise, correct? Absolutely. And the two things I want to talk about today is end of the year tax plan. Now there's three areas of tax planning. The biggest area is most people don't do any and then they moan and cry that they're paying too much taxes. <laughs> so no moaning and crying, let's save you some money. So a lot of times when people think about tax planning, they think about end of the year tax planning where they quick, you know, today's December 1st, 
and they quick do something before December 31st and save some taxes, and that's fine. And we do that too. But another thing we want to talk about is year-round tax planning, because this is something that your your people focus on the tax return, the tax return. But really the focus should be the tax return should merely be a summarization of a year of tax planning. And let me tell you how important those things are with a phone call I did with a brand new client this morning. This was a client that was talking about ERC and we've talked about ERC so much, but sometimes we talk about maybe it's, it's cold and sterile and academic. And I'm saying, well, you can get $26,000 per qualified person and so on and so forth. This particular client talked to a CPA and the CPA said, no, you don't qualify. And the, the client said, well, you know, I, I want to get a second opinion. So he called me. He said, I, I heard of you, Steve. And what happened was he didn't qualify under the easy way. Remember, there's two ways. The easy way is certain drop in gross. That's just math. It's the number. One plus one is two. That's the right answer. Everything else is wrong. But I spoke with him for a while and I determined he qualified under the other method. And Nikki, do you know how much he's going to get? Oh, a I'm a million and a half dollars. Listen to that. That is insane. And the other guy just didn't want to get it for him. He didn't want to do the work. And the other guy said, you don't qualify. Now I realize not everybody qualifies right. and not everybody gets a million and a half bucks. Some people, when we had clients who got more, we had plenty to get less or smaller amounts. But the bottom line is this to me, this, this lives. This is an actual client I spoke to this morning. Crazy. And this guy was told by the CPA, you don't qualify. And he would have left a million and a half dollars on the table. And to most people, a million and a half dollars is a very significant amount of money. So you might wonder, well, why do CPAs do this? Right, Steve, are you the only one that knows the law? And it's not, I've talked to some CPAs just privately. And basically what they're doing is they've set up their models like McDonald's. It's not that McDonald's couldn't make a fancy meal if they wanted to. But their business model is high volume, hamburgers, keep it moving. Get them through. Yeah. And what, a lot of, and what happens with the ERC is that most things in tax, you know, there's really a lot of qualifications. ERC, every business and even non-businesses, people that have employees, have the potential for qualifying for ERC. So what a lot of CPAs have done is take an easy way out, McDonald's type of area, just mass produce them. Hurry up, hurry up, quick, in and out, in and out, in and out. And no reference to in and out burger. And they're, they're, they're harming people that way. Because it's like if your doctor said no cure for you, there is a cure, but there's a lot more work for the doctor. And again, it's just so striking. This guy that was told you don't qualify, he's going to get a million and a half wow. dollars. So that's what I want to point out that you need to take, and that's why a lot of CPAs aren't doing it. It's just too much time. It's just too, because I was on the phone for a while with this guy hmm. and it's just too time consuming. If you just do the math, it's so quick and easy with the math. And we start with the math too. Of course. But if you don't qualify, we don't say, you know, goodbye next. It's think of the difference, a million and a half dollars. And this, the reason I bring it up, this isn't some academic, well, 26,000. This is, this is a real person's life. This is going to make such a wow. difference in this guy's life. He literally hit the lottery by calling you. I mean, that I can't, that is literally the truth is that he hit the lottery by making the phone call and the work that you did for him. Steve can do the work for you. 
Give him a call. He'll give it to you straight. You may qualify. You may not. But you know when you call Steve, he's going to do the work to find out. So give him a call, 888-TAX-DEAL or MoskowitzLLP.com. That's M-O-S-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-L-P.com. That's just so nice. I, I always look forward to it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, thanks, Steve. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Bye. Yeah, Bye. so give Steve a call. He's such a huge supporter. He has the biggest heart. And he's going to work his ass off for you. I'm telling mm -hmm. you. I mean, yeah. a million and a half dollars. Look, he's not going to find that for me, but he could save know. me a lot of money that can make a big difference. Exactly. I believe it. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, MoskowitzLLP.com, triple eight tax deal. Give him a call. Please support Steve. He's amazing. And he's going to get you your money if you qualify for it. Okay. Now uh, back to the animals. Which animal do you now what is your breed of dog that you have kim McAllister? i have a um golden retriever okay a golden retriever, which is a nice dog it mm, really is a nice dog sweet. she is big. so gentle and kind yeah. and before that we had our first dog was a siberian husky Ooh, she was really big pretty. dog she was white with um blue eyes only about 45 pounds oh okay i always yeah, think they're bigger not, I guess. They're, that's the malamute they look the oh, same but one's okay. bigger and one's kind of medium size uh but our, our Siberian Huskies, you know, they're bred to run and to pull. And so she just wanted to run free. That's what you'd open the door no. and she'd be, that dog would be gone. So it was like, we were constantly having to worry about the dog getting out and whatever. Our, uh, the current dog is not that way. We were devastated when Zoe, our, our Siberian oh. Husky died, but Charlotte, the golden retriever, she's mellow. You know, she hangs out. She's not going to run off. She's, um, She's easy and my kids adore her. Where's my dog? I, I don't know where my dog went. Your necessarily. dog is cute. Nugget. I love Nugget. I do. I, I adore him. Now he is a, a golden doodle. I've talked about the fact and I, I have been reaching out to my vet and, and putting in feelers for a vet dermatologist because like, he's itching. And, and that's the thing with these dogs is they have allergies and they might scratch a lot. But there is a difference between that and Frenchies. Now a French bulldog. Here's a picture of it. One, the National Dog Show as best in show. That dog has the biggest smile on its face. Yeah. I mean, it is cute, and I'm not saying it's not. But PETA is very unhappy that this dog, what's its dog's name? Winston. Oh, cute name. I know another Winston. Uh, the French bulldog named Winston, owned by Los Angeles Chargers defensive lineman Morgan Fox, won best in show on Thanksgiving. Now, apparently... And I've known this and anybody that knows anything about French bulldogs, they're prone to breathing issues because of their flat faces. Um, PETA says the con they called the contest shameful, saying that French bulldogs deformities are nothing to celebrate. They went on to write, setting aside the fact that this is a trade show designed to help promote the breeding and sale of dogs when the country is experiencing a dog overpopulation crisis that results in euthanasia and severely crowded animal shelters, this year's best in show is shameful in another respect. And that's because of the French bulldog being highlighted, even though it's a BIB, a breathing impaired breed. Yeah. Do I have, do I have any Frenchy owners in the chat room? Um, I know, uh, I know three people that have Here's, French bulldogs. I put up Eric's text because, you know, 
He's saying they he thinks they should all be spayed and neutered and the breed allowed yeah. to go extinct. That yeah. breed breeding those kinds of dogs is cruel. But the people I know that have them, they just love those dogs. Right. Well, and and one must say you don't love your dog, right? Um, but do you think it's it's such a tough question, right? I mean, if you are gonna give this Frenchie French bulldog the best life ever, uh, and yes, they may die I, I don't know what the the consequence of a breathing impaired dog is i'm assuming it's painful that's what Peta says that the breeding the flat faces leads to a life of suffering um because they can't breathe and, and they have all of these problems so i guess you could treat your dog as well as you can but because they have this this problem you're actually making them suffer so I don't know. On one hand, it's a popular dog. I mean, these are the dogs that keep getting stolen, right? I mean, yeah. this, is the, this is the type of and dog because they they're small. they are very, very expensive. Very, mm -hmm. very expensive. And so on one hand, it's like, should people be able to own whatever dog they want to own? On the other hand, you know, does PETA have a good point? Like, let's not at least highlight these dogs because it's just right. going to make them even more popular. I mean, look at this dog, though. It's very cute. It is cute. It is a very, very cute dog. And it's such an important decision on what breed you get. Uh, and I don't, I'm assuming the temperament is nice. I mean, my, my, my friends, they don't seem to have any problem with their dogs behavior wise. Uh, my sister has one, Eric writes in, I'm pretty sure she had an operation to open up her nasal cavities more. Wow. That had to be expensive. Uh, you know, you know, I need sort of uh, dog surgery can't be cheap. Mm -mm. Uh, I'm not saying don't adopt and love them. Just don't breed more. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if, if, uh, if the, if PETA's, you know, message to the national dog show will hold any water next year. I mean, maybe they won't. I mean, I think that this isn't like the first year that Frenchies have been allowed. I think this is just the fact that a Frenchie won best in show sure. is what they were so upset about. Right. Uh, I have time for one more animal type story before the end of the show. Oh, is it not going to come up for me? So Whole Foods is uh, at odds with environmentalists, okay? So Whole Foods has said it's going to stop selling lobster from the Gulf of Maine uh, at hundreds of its stores around the country. Are you no. a lobster lover? Do you like lobster? No. no. Mm -mm. Why? It's just nothing you like to eat? I just don't really care for creatures that crawl along the bottom of the sea and eat the garbage of the ocean. You don't like, do you like any shellfish? No. Oh, so you're not a, oh, see, I love, you don't, do you like crab? No, no crab? No, mm -mm, no. <laughs> I know, what I'm very do Peter. you eat, Kim McAllister? To my even. husband's dismay, he's the chef in the house and he's like, oh, I like me like some lobster. Child. Like, I don't yeah. understand how you function, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so no shellfish. You can give me your lobster. It's fine. Well, the company <laughs> said its decision, cited decisions by a pair of sustainability organizations to take away their endorsements of the U.S. lobster fishing industry. Now, apparently the organization's Marine Stewardship Council and Seafood Watch both cited concerns about risks to rare North Atlantic right whales from fishing gear and the entanglement from all of the pots and everything like that. But Whole Foods is upsetting some of these lobster fishermen who are saying, wait a minute, what about our livelihoods? So on one hand, who should it be up to? 
Should it be up to the consumer to know about the entanglements and things like that? Or should it be up to kind of whole foods of even offering something? We have the state of California. I think it might even be more than the state of California. It might be other states now too joining in. But the delay of the Dungeness crab season because oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the whales off the coast of California and the West Coast are still migrating. Yeah. And so to protect the whales, same thing. We're going to not you know throw out the crab pots right now. And I can't disagree. Who doesn't love a whale? Who wants to see a whale entangled and no. die? No, oh, God, I don't. No. 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 And again, I mean, what do we say? We're also saving the lobsters, right? And we're saving right. the crabs because then they're not. But I understand how frustrating, frustrating it is if you're a fisher person to then have your livelihood in jeopardy. So I, I get that it's upsetting. Yeah. But when the Monterey Bay Aquarium says, you got a problem with, you know, what, how you're fishing and what's happening, mm-hmm. then I'm going to listen to that. And if oh, I yep. was, if I were ever going to buy a lobster, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So an associate with the Save America's Wildlife Campaign said the decision by Whole Foods was an important action to protect the highly endangered whale. They said with fewer than 340, 340, period, North Atlantic right whales in existence, the species is swimming toward extinction unless things turn around. So this could be a huge one. Oh, see, our lobster is a weird giant bottom freighting shrimp, the insects of the sea. Yeah, they they had a great PR campaign among the rich, though, right? I mean, they used to be like just what you described. And then all of a sudden it was hoity-toity type of, of meal. And, uh, and they got popular for some reason. Um, but I do. I do like I do like lobster. I'm going to be a lobster. I do. I like shellfish. I'm a a shellfish. I'm a Mm. seafood person. I really do like seafood. Uh, Nick writes in. You like my son. I'll have salmon. Uh, Uh, Nick, I hear you on the clam chowder. I like a potato, uh, a potato chowder more. So no clams in it. Mm -mm. I don't want this (laughs) little slimy bits. I'll just take the slimy. Then It's actually kind of. And I don't say this in a bad way. It's not rubbery like you can't chew it, but it's like kind of, it's not slimy no, when it's a chowder. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you are like a child. You are <laughs> like know. a child. All right. My uh, kids love it though. My kids eat it up. See? I mean, come yeah. on, woman. What is wrong with you? All right. Yeah. What do I have coming up tomorrow? I have a bunch of stuff coming up tomorrow, but I didn't get to this fun story and I want to give it some time. You know, you know, when people talk about, you know, if, people came from the future, what would they say? You know, what would they tell us or something Mm -hmm. like that? Why is it that every single time we have a story about a time traveler supposedly coming back, they never come back to tell us anything good. It's always a a, a bad story. It's, it blows my mind because there's somebody that says that they're a time traveler from the year 3002. Oh, and they have given us a date on something, uh, something pretty big. So I'll get into that tomorrow because oh, that's going to be a fun one. Quite a tease. Now I've got to go look that stuff. <laughs> no, up. look it up. Don't look it up. I want to bring it to you tomorrow. I what do want to give. Hey, what is no, he no, no, no. I'm saying I'm saving it. I'm saving oh. it because I want to give some more thank yous to everybody in our live chat. You guys have been amazing today. Honestly, it has been such a fun show. You guys have been contributing in the live chats, the super chat though. You guys have been so very generous. Andreas closing out the show with another $20. Uh, he writes, okay, everyone, this is my last push for Nikki today, December 1st, 2022. Let's all contribute to help Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kim and I just absolutely yeah. love all of you. Vilma with a 4.99 super sticker. SF play 
Bay Playway, $1.99 super sticker. Tony Macias, $4.99 super sticker. I am loving all of the super stickers. And let's just read them all, shall we? Andreas, let's just count them. Another 20 bucks. Holla's app or Holla's QP, $4.99 super sticker. Andreas, again, for defensive classes, because when a psycho <laughs> comes up to your car window, you probably shouldn't roll it down. You should probably not do that at all. SF Bay Playway celebrating KGO alumni, $10. And I'm going to use that as a reminder for everyone to check out Pat Thurston, who begins training over at KCBS today. And so go check it out and go support Pat. We absolutely love her. Uh, Kevin Hobbs with 25 bucks, $5, another $5 from SF Bay Playway, $5 from Mike Hendricks, and who just joined our Patreon. So again, go to the Nikki Maduro show, uh, com, the Nikki Maduro show.com. And our Patreon link is right there and you can sign up, become a monthly subscriber. It's going to be amazing. Did Lori just come in with another $20? Lori just came sticker? in. Lori oh just my God, it. Lori. I love you. Mwah! Love you we so love much. Yeah, she's uh, awesome. Steven with a four ninety nine super sticker and always starting off the show. Oh, right. Here's another Andreas one. With 20 bucks. Sandberg, $3 super sticker. My God, people. Um, I, I, I'm not going to cry as Mark Thompson would say, but I absolutely <laughs> adore you. Adore you. I don't know Mo what time Pat is on at KCBS. Uh, maybe Kim, I know you have she her number. We can text her. I will text her and I'll find out, but I okay. think she's training. So don't expect her to be on the air for a bit. Okay. okay. You know, it's a little different at KCBS than what we had at KGO, yeah, it is. which is you've got to run your own board. So there's things yes. to learn and training to be had. So absolutely. give her, give her a minute, let her figure it out. Um, and, uh, and she'll be, uh, she'll be, learning yeah we'll we'll figure it out and it'll be fun she's gonna be be great exactly i mean she's a it's a consummate professional as they say and um and we'll always keep you updated on the happenings with pat and john of course again mark thompson as you all know 10 to noon chip franklin show what the franklin is what it's called so make sure you search for that on youtube that's from nine until ten so you got us you got a, a huge chunk of the old station from nine until two each day right here on youtube i absolutely love all of you and all of the support that you've given myself and to kim and to mark and to chip we really can't do it without any of you so again before we go click that thumbs up before it ends I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll talk time traveling and so much more. Love I love you all. We'll talk again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Nikki, you're all so awesome. You sprout like a beautiful blossom. You're all so the best. I really can't rest. You're all so awesome. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs>